It is amazing to me how much time we can spend reading scripture and not see it, not understand it and not get it. And that has been something that in the past has been a discouragement to me thinking, what is wrong with me? Why didn't I see that before? But now in this season, I'm just thanking God for opening my eyes wider and wider every time I study scripture. And I hope that is the experience that you are getting with me on this journey. And if you're joining me for the first time, my name is Lisa Pulliam. I am the founder of More To Be, and I am passionate about helping you have a fresh encounter with God in his word so that you can think biblically and live transformed. That's our passion on the More To Be podcast. That's our passion through the ministry of More To Be. And that's our passion when we do these weekly study times in God's word. So we are currently studying God's word through looking at his names and attributes using the Encounter God scripture study series. You can find that resource in the More To Be shop. And each week I am pulling out a new name of God and we are studying it in depth. So mind you, I sat down and just put together all the names of God and the scripture passages without actually studying it because I'm, I'm doing it live now. I'm studying with it with you now. So today when I pulled out today's uh, scripture focus and I looked at Exodus 3.15, I thought, I just did Exodus 3.15 last week. Well, what I did last week was Exodus 3.14. And in that teaching, we looked at uh, I am who I am. And today we're looking at the Lord or Yahweh or Jehovah. It depends upon what translation of scripture you're looking in and whether you're looking at the original language or the English translation. So let's just jump in because I feel like what God has revealed to me is, is like, I can't believe it. Like, I really can't believe I didn't see it last time because I see it in a fresh new way. And I want to say this, if you find yourself in an experience that feels like Egypt, uh, where the Israelites were under oppression and suffering, this is for you today, uh, because there is hope and truth in meeting the God of the scriptures, who is still alive and active in your life as much as he was alive and active in the life of the Israelites. And we have the advantage to look back at the story and see character traits of God and his attributes that we can cling to today. We don't have to dismiss them and say that doesn't exist. We can look at that today and say, this is for me as much as it was for them. So last week in my teaching, I actually ended at verse 15. So I'm just going to back up to verse 14 and read, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Now, mind you, this encounter between God and Moses was around the burning bush, right? God also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, and that's where we get the name that we're studying today. And in your Bible, it probably um, is in an uppercase L and then small caps ORD. Uh, the God of our your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I'm to be remembered in every generation. And that I spoke about that in the last teaching. It's so significant though, when you continue to read on, go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob has appeared to me and said, I have paid close attention to you and what has been done to you in Egypt. Is that for you? Listen to that again. 
I, God, have paid close attention to you, Israelites, and to what has been done to you, Israelites, in Egypt. All of their suffering, all of the oppression that they have experienced, God saw it and knew what had been done. And that is still the God of the universe right now who sees all of your suffering, all of your trials, any wrongdoing that has been done. Uh, he sees and he knows and he is in that with you. And then here, the same God who sees and has paid close attention also says, and I have promised you that I will bring you up from the misery of the of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hevites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. I imagine that those Israelites had some concept of what the land flowing with milk and honey looks like. I'm not sure that we understand that at all because my definition of what a, a lush and and refreshing land would look like is going to be very different than say my husband or my daughter or or you we we have a different framework for what is pleasing and delightful to us but what is it that god says is the land flowing with milk and honey that is his promised land and then he goes on to say they will listen to you to what you say then you along with the elders of israel must go to the king of egypt and say to him the lord the god of hebrews of the Hebrews has met with us. Now please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. However, I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go even under force from a strong hand. So on, on one hand, this promise of relief is coming. On this other hand, this promise of it's going to get harder first. I mean, honestly, we always say we wanna know what God is going to do next. But I'm not sure the promise of getting harder would actually be of any comfort to us. But when I stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles that I will perform in it, after that, he will let you go. And I will give these people such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not go empty handed. Each woman will ask her neighbor and any woman staying in her house for silver and gold jewelry. And I'm going to finish the chapter here clothing and you will put them under your sons put them on your sons and daughters so you will plunder the egyptians god is planning a redemption story right here with the israelites he's going to rescue them he has seen them he knows them and we can trust that that is the same god that we know today and he has fulfilled that through jesus christ who is our rescuer and our redeemer he is the one that will save us from this land and bring us into eternity. We are foreigners in this land as the Israelites were foreigners in Egypt. We are enduring the suffering and the trials that the Egyptians put upon the Israelites. And God knew then as much as he knows now what we're going through and what we're pining for, what we want, what we long for in our relationships, in our in our communities, in our um internal experiences is a taste of, of what we're going to experience in heaven. It's a yearning for something more. And we are in the waiting. We are in the waiting. And in the waiting, what happened to the Israelites? They waited on God, who, who his name we know is Lord, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh. It, that means the existing one, the proper name of the one true God. Well, I had searched on Blue Letter Bible 
to see where else is that name Yahweh used of God. And what I found so fascinating, let's see if I still have it open here, is that there are not that many uh, verses that say Yahweh in it. There's actually only 10 in the New Living Translation. We, we meet Yahweh in Genesis 22, Exodus 3.15, which we're at now. Uh, Exodus 6, uh, God said to Moses, I am Yahweh the Lord. And then again, I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty, which we've studied. But I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them. And then he's called Yahweh again in Exodus 15, 13. And if you have your Bibles and turn with me to Exodus 15, 13, what you'll realize in those pages that you hold between your fingers is that they had to endure the plagues that came upon the Israelites, witness them, experience some of them. I mean, the plagues that came upon the Egyptians. And then they got to experience the escape through the parting of the Red Sea. And so there was time that passed. And I actually looked this up, I'm looking at my computer over here. And it, it some people say the timeline would be, it, it, it was possibly six months from the burning bush until they crossed the Red Sea. Uh, and that there was probably two months spent between uh, the early plagues, at least two months, if not more, between the early plagues and the end of the plagues and the first Passover. So the, the Israelites had to wait. They were told what God would do, but they still had to wait on him to do it. And, you know, I'm not sure that we get to hear God that clearly of the promises that he's going to say, like, you're not going to have to deal with this crap anymore. Pardon my French. Like, we don't get those clear messages. If you do, that is awesome if you feel the Holy Spirit is talking to you that way. I've had God say to me and speak to my heart, I'm with you in this. You're not alone. But I have never heard something on a specific timeline of how things will happen. I, I've, I've hoped for timelines, but haven't necessarily uh, seen those timelines manifest uh, the way that I would have expected that they manifest. Because God is God. He is sovereign. He's sovereign over our time. He's sovereign over our schedules. And so I looked at this and I, I think it's amazing that we can see that they had to wait on God as we have to wait on God, but that he fulfilled his promises. And when he did, he came in with his name again. And so uh, chapter 15, uh, verse three says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. That's where we see Yahweh again, except for chapter six. We haven't seen Yahweh since chapter three in Exodus. And in that chapter 15, that is Israel's song. They are talking about what God has just done. For he is exalted highly, has thrown the horse and the rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him my father's God, and I will exalt, exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And the chapter before is about the Red Sea. The Egyptians set out in pursuit. All Pharaoh's horses and his chariots and horsemen all went into the sea after them. And then the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. But Israelites had walked through the sea on dry ground with the waters like a wall to them on their right and left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the power of the Egyptians, and Israel saw Egyptians dead on the, sea, on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power that the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, 
believed in him and in his servant, Moses. So let me just close with this. Whatever it is, that thing that you are going through, God has a purpose for it. And that purpose does not bring comfort in the middle of the pain ever. But if you could just go like this and say, God, you took the Israelites out of slavery. Will you please take me out of this suffering? Will you show me relief? Will you defend me and protect me as your word says that you do? You are my warrior. I am believing in that name that you are our Jehovah, Yahweh. You are my Lord. And I am waiting and watching to see what you will do that you will get all the glory for. And Lord, that you would even be about the business of saving many lives through this as he did for Joseph. I wish we had a, a God, and I say this, that didn't think suffering was a necessary part of our lives. I really do. I don't like to suffer and I don't like to walk through trials. I don't like to wait, but God knows what he's doing. And the older I get and the more I study his word, the more confident I am that he's got a plan far greater than we understand. And if we can believe in who he says he is over what we think he should be, we will be much better off in the long run. We'll be more at peace with the life that we have right now, even if it doesn't look the way we want it to look, while we wait on the life that is to come in eternity. I hope this encourages you today. I thank you for studying God's Word with me. As always, you can find the resources that you're looking for at More to Be. Drop me an email and I will get back to you. It is my honor to be part of the process of you having a fresh encounter with God and His Word so that we may live transformed and impact this world with kingdom hope.